From PQED in San Francisco, this is the Writer's Block. Salutations, KQED. My name's Joshua Moore, and it's my privilege to be reading to you today from my new novel, Damascus. It's a love letter to San Francisco's Mission District, which has been my home for many years. I'll be reading from early in the book, uh, chapter 2, and all you really need to know about this point in the action is that the character we'll be following is a man named Owen, and he has a heinous birthmark underneath his nose that looks like a Hitler mustache. This is chapter two in the book, and it's called The Splendid Asylum of Impersonating Chris Kringle. There were other things happening in the world, of course, in the fall of 2003. A magnanimous worker at a corporate cafe agreed to donate one of her kidneys to a regular customer. An elderly blind man bowled a perfect game. There was a tornado in Brooklyn. A veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom named Sam, a Marine who'd been back in the Bay Area for nearly a month, was let out of the drunk tank, having no idea what he'd done to end up there, feeling his nose and knowing it was broken and laughing about it, happy about it. This was the sort of anarchy he'd been missing. The current American president, George W. Bush, spent the day posing for portraits with injured soldiers recuperating physically at a hospital in Bethesda, Maryland. In San Francisco, in the Mission District, Owen and his Hitler birthmark braved the windy streets the morning after shambles and no eyebrows assignation in the bathroom. He walked toward Ritual's Cafe, and as he made his way down Folsom Street, a man and his daughter, seven years old, saw Owen. She pointed at him and said, Daddy, look, it's Adolf Hitler. Her father gazed at Owen, chuckled, and said to him, Sorry about that. We watch a lot of the History Channel. Yeah, well, maybe she should watch more cartoons, Owen said. This wasn't the first time somebody had made the connection between his birthmark and a Hitler mustache, but it was the first time a child had said so to Owen's face. Maybe, the father said, but to her credit, the resemblance is uncanny. The resemblance was not uncanny from Owen's prerogative. It was unfortunate, unfair, unequaled in its unkindness, unbelievably unlucky, undermining others' understanding of his unsavory undertaking. The word uncanny only applied if the terrible smudge wasn't fastened to your face. If strangers didn't stare, if Rev, the only bartender you gainfully employed, whose goddamn checks you signed, didn't perform surreptitious Hitler salutes behind your back, mouthing Zig Heil and laughing all at your birthmark's expense. You might want to teach her some manners, Owen said. The father didn't answer. Instead, he noticed his daughter's shoe was untied and leaned down to fix the knot. 
Maybe it's just me, Owen kept going, but it's pretty rude to call someone a dictator who incinerated six million Jews. It's hard to say why this one interaction affected Owen so explicitly. Impossible to pinpoint why this conversation prodded Owen's anger out of its dormancy. Was it a simple accumulation? Had there been so many birthmark cracks over the years that this was the proverbial straw that dropped the camel to its knees, unable to stand again and continue its aimless mope? Was it his hangover that morning? Was it that his hangover that morning was the same one he'd had every day for the past 40 years? Did it feel more violating because of the girl's young age? Was it the mirrors he'd broken, their bad luck? Was it that he'd again betrayed the promise he'd made last night not to drink during his shift behind the bar? Was it that not drinking one night behind the bar actually felt like an accomplishment? Was it that he felt friendless? Was it that Wednesday the only two places he went were his apartment and Damascus? Was it that those two places were often his only stops in a 24-hour period? Was it that sometimes if he felt too drunk to stagger home, he hoisted a sleeping bag on one of the bar's pool tables and spent the night there? Was it waking up the next morning, cocooned, disoriented, thirsty? Then, as he realized where he was, the onslaught of guilt and shame and helplessness. Was it the names he called himself within the walls of his skull? Loser, rotten, stinking, alcoholic, waste of air. Was it the blood in his stool? Why didn't he go to rehab, AA, sell the bar? Was it the streets that particular morning, more grimy, the homeless scattered on the sidewalks, refugees from their own addictions and pasts, feces streaked on buildings, broken bottles everywhere, maimed pigeons coercing, graffiti scribbled on storefronts? Was it his sexual irrelevance? Was it that the 49ers were in the middle of a losing season? Or was it that during his time off from Damascus, his phone only rang if it was his niece, Daphne, checking up on him? Or Rev, calling in sick? Was it that he had no other friends except the ones that schmoozed for free cocktails? Was it that his bar was barely breaking even, that there had been neither progress nor faltering in Damascus's fiscal intake, that it had been almost exactly the same the entire 18 years he'd owned it? Why did life lurch on, smeared in the same coagulated details? The young girl's father said to her while holding her shoelace, do you see how I made those two bunny ears pudding? The last step is to tie the bunny ears in a knot. I'm not Hitler, Owen said. Tie the ears? 
the girl asked her father. Precisely, he said, grinning that dopey parental grin, genetic amazement. Hold on, let me get this straight, Owen said. She knows who Hitler is, but she can't tie her own shoes? Owen wiped his face. He was sweating that thick, marbled, hangover sweat. The kind that shoved its way through the skin like coffee, pooling and pushing past a filter, heavy and hot and aromatic. Don't listen to the man pudding, the father said. He must be having a tough morning. The father finished tying her shoe, then looked at Owen and said, Actually, it's pretty amazing that a child her age is informed enough to spot a facial similarity between a total stranger and one of the most recognizable figures in history. Congratulations, you're doing a great job as a parent, Owen said. Usually a woman has to get into her 30s or 40s to make me feel like complete shit, but your daughter has already got it figured out. Hey, hey, the father said to Owen, watch your mouth. Now you're worried about my manners, Owen said. Good luck to you and your troll. Not catching what he'd done until the words were out of his mouth. Not realizing that he'd just insulted a child until it was too late. Then the man rushed at him, and Owen couldn't believe the speed with which the father's temper had savagely blossomed. Maybe that was what it was like to be a parent, a love so fertile and harsh that you did anything to protect your young. Please, Owen said, but the father's bull rush didn't slow, and he shoved Owen hard in the solar plexus, knocking the wind out of him. You ever talk to my kid like that again, I'll break your nose, the father said. Owen, staggering backwards, struggling for air, attempting to gather himself to grovel. Please, I don't want any trouble. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said it. Please. It's pathetic to talk to a child like that, the father said. Do you know that you're a pathetic human being? The father walked back to his daughter and said, I'm sorry you had to see that, Pudding. What happened, Daddy? He's a mean man who said something he shouldn't have. He's a mean man, the girl echoed. Yes, he is, the father said. Owen watched them walk away. He almost started crying. He swore off booze again. He promised himself not a drop during his shift that night, not one drop again. He cut up 21st Street toward rituals, hating himself for what he'd just done and hating that the little girl was right. He was a mean man. He was Hitler. No matter what he did, he was doomed to reel through the rest of his days, reminding everyone of the Holocaust.
To subscribe to the Writer's Block and hear more stories, visit kqed.org slash writersblock. The Writer's Block is produced by KQED.